Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we trudge through the ink to find the hidden gems. I'm Ichi the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sir the cat. Hi. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I gotta do a different hello every time. No, you do don't. So. Have you have you been? I don't think uh, you have. Not consistently, but I'm making a concerted effort now. Okay, so, so starting starting today. Well, yeah, well, I mean, starting a couple episodes ago because I realized that I have been saying hello a little bit differently every time. So I'm just gonna make the conscious effort now from here on out. Hello. All right, this is exciting. It's going to be like opening a tiny present every single time we start an episode. It's like a little blind bag, but it's my voice saying a weird version of hello. Um, <laughs> Instead of some nerd sh- Yeah. Uh, speaking of blind bags, uh, I actually went to the mall a little bit ago. I actually just got back because uh, I... It's, I'm a weirdo in the sense that I actually find mall walking really relaxing. Uh, and nah, dog, it's good. Yeah, and there's, there's, a, there's one really nice one that I like to walk through every once in a while. I don't really usually buy much, but... Uh, I did walk into a hot topic, which is the most embarrassing confession I will ever make on this show. Period. What? No, I go into hot uh, topic all the time. They got, they got like, they got nail polish and shit in there. It's good. They got, they got, uh, they've got unknown pleasures t-shirts. And okay, uh, okay, okay, that's where okay. I got mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's maybe I'm just I don't, maybe I don't, I don't like hot topic either. You're good, but <laughs> I, I do sometimes enjoy some of the well, stuff inside. I mean, like I don't stuff. like. I don't like I don't like Hot Topic as an institution, but I do like some of the merchandise they sell. Uh, I think that's what I mean. I, I, I like uh, I like I, I'm sad because they have some Gretzko shirts there that look really cool, but they never come in my size, which pisses me off. But anyways, um, so uh, I speaking of blind bags, uh, I got a couple of uh, We Bear Bear ones uh, mm. uh, that. Uh, Cause, uh, and I got like three of them because of like the sale that they were having. I basically got, um, but, 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 uh, I didn't get any bears, but I did get that one woman park ranger who's actually pretty rad. Uh, I got, oh my God, I feel terrible for not knowing her name. Uh, the Korean girl, the little one is in college. Uh, oh God, God, what the fuck is her name? Well, I got I got her and uh and I also got uh the robot ice bear, which is good. Um That is really cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh Oh, that's right. Chloe. That's that's the name of the girl. I got her uh as well, which is good. I wish I got ice bear, but I got ice robot ice bear, which is also pretty rad. So there you go. Um but that's not the news, which is the thing that we actually talk at this part. Uh, so let's go to the news, though. Uh, 
you know, I think I, I think we're like we're about four minutes into the podcast or like three or minutes into the podcast. And I haven't said what the premise is. Uh, we watch old cartoons and we talk about them. OK, cartoon news now. Um, <laughs> More details soon if you don't already know. Yes. And I mean, uh, very soon, because I don't think we have a lot to talk about this time, do we? No, not really. Uh, cause basically, uh, the only real news news that I want to talk about is uh, is that there's a uh some more there's some details about the new Leica film that's coming out. Uh, oh yeah, it's uh called Missing Link, um, and it's about Bigfoot, which that actually sounds pretty neat. Um, basically, the premise is that uh. It stars uh, Hugh Jackman uh, as a, like, uh, at playing a guy named Sir Lionel Frost, who is a uh, paranormal investigator, and he's looking for Bigfoot, and he discovers him. And uh, Bigfoot's name is Mr. Link, which I get it. Um, and he's played by Zach Galifianakis. Uh oh. Which, you know, I, I, you know, of all the people, of all the actors currently working today, Zach Galifianakis probably is the most Bigfoot-like. So I can get that. I get that. I can see it. Um, um, but yeah, Zach Galif- uh, the, the Mr. Link wants uh, uh, Sir Lionel Frost to go ahead and help him find his uh, family because he's an endangered species. And so they're going to take him to Sri Lanka uh, to find the Yetis, basically. And yeah, and Fun. there's there's a so it's also gonna have Adina Fortnite uh, uh or Adelina Fortnite, uh vo- voiced uh by uh, uh Zoe Sal- Saladina, who is a adventurer, who joins them. And I don't know, like uh, my general opinions about this is that I am happy that uh they're bringing they're bringing back going into like American mythos again, just because. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm the only person who actually still cares that Kubo was kind of appropriation. <laughs> um, uh, I don't think so. I think lots of people care. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. But like, I, I, I don't know. It's like I, I remember during award season when like when uh, Kubo was like not getting the awards, people were super mad and. Like the only it, they got the BAFTA, but like yeah, and it's like Kubo was fun. It really was, but I even when I first saw the first trailer, uh, like I saw I counted how many Japanese actors were actually in it. And just one, I counted, right? Just the one. Uh, just the one, at least in the trailer, and he plays. It's George Takei, and he plays one minor character. <laughs> Wait, how how long is he in the movie for? Uh, I think a grand total of maybe ten minutes. At the That's most. not a good look. No, it's not. And uh, I mean, for God's sakes, the main theme of that movie was a Beatles song done on like a sitar. You know, like just like just it's so weird. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I mean, it is a gorgeous movie, and I'm not gonna. There's things about it I really like. I and I'm not gonna say it because it has, you know, problematic elements to it. Doesn't mean that it's not good or 
uh, necessarily disrespectful to some of the culture. I don't know personally, but it definitely seemed pretty neat from that regard. But still, that bothered me, and it bothered me that nobody seemed to really care. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy that they're going to do an American myth uh, with uh, Bigfoot, and it's directed by Chris Butler, who did Paranorman, who which is my favorite of all the Leica films. So it probably will be really funny and it'll probably be really charming. And uh, it's it, it looks like it might be good. I'm, I'm really I'm really, really excited for it because I, I adore Leica and I want them to make movies that I want to adore. Basically, <laughs> they're one of the few actual like people making stop motion films other than like Ardman and so, like, I, I kind of have to hope that they keep on making good stuff. <laughs> Is Henry Selleck still with them? Or was he just, um, or was he just the one on Coraline? Uh, I think he only did Coraline. Um, but, Get him back. Uh, yeah, but Henry Selleck is currently doing uh a thing with Keanu. Oh yeah, Keanu yeah, 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 that. Netflix. So, so like, I, I don't want to tear him away from that. Honestly, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I was the one who brought um, that up, too. Yes. My memory span. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Uh, and uh, let's see. Other than that, that, yeah, that's basically all there really is to say news-wise. Unless, like, any of you guys had anything you wanted to bring up? I'm fresh out. I didn't really keep up with the headlines. I'm opening up my I little news pocket here, and there's moths coming out. I'm sorry. We could okay. talk about those. I, yeah, this this moth is 3D animated. That's neat. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. This moth, this moth, it flew into my ears. It's 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 actually it, it was it's Don Blue's ghost. It's it's Don Blue's ghost. What the fuck are we I doing? Is Don Blue's dead? <laughs> Don Blue's I don't know. I didn't dead. think he was, but apparently he's whispering in my ear. Okay. This bit isn't working. Uh, he's not. Go he's forwards. not. He's not. Go forwards. He's not. He's Talk not. about that short. Dead. He's, he's not actually dead. And scene. <laughs> we're, very, we're very good at improv here on Toontown Public Works. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm great at improv. Our, You're our, terrible, Casey. Our, our, our listeners, our longtime listeners will know that we uh, improvise very frequently. And every time we do, it is a smash success. Yes. And. and mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're going to play scenes <laughs> from a hat. Uh, now, uh, no. Um, um, the, only other thi- the only other thing I wanted to bring up is that there's this really cute uh, short that came out that I kind of want to plug. Um, it was a, uh, it's called, uh, let me pull that title up. It's called uh, Animation General. And uh, it is a, uh, it is a short film by, oh God, I got to get the actual information. Uh, I'm so I'm so not prepared. Um, but basically, it was a student film, and uh, the student film was uh, by oh, uh, the student film was done by uh, Sawyer Gerfert. Gerfert, I'm sorry if you're listening and I put your name. Um, and uh, it's it's basically about uh, a old timey cartoon and a claymation cartoon having to save a broken 3d model 
And it's like two minutes long. It's gorgeously animated. It's really funny uh, in a very inside baseball animation kind of way that I just really dug. Um, and yeah, it, 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 I highly recommend it. It's got the, the shaders on the uh, uh, Inkblot style cartoon. The, uh, the, the, uh, like the 2D animated character. Uh, he's three-dimensional, but he looks very 2D because the shaders are just so incredibly good. So, And yeah. they mix that with, uh, with a stop-motion character, which is really neat. Yes. Uh, it's really, really neat. Uh, I highly recommend you checking it out. It's only uh, like two minutes long, too, so the, yeah, there's really I, no excuse. Go watch it. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Uh, just put... Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna put the link in the description so y'all should watch it. All right. So now that we got all that way, we this is the first time in I think like a dozen episodes that we got done with the news before a half hour. So let's just hop right into the actual thing we do, which is let's watch a pop few cartoons of the films of the public domain. Can you, know? you can you run Good can you run idea. that? Can you run that down like a little slower? You, you kind of sped through that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what we do is we have this big list of cartoons that comes from a DVD collection of cartoons that we have, the uh, Giant 600 Cartoon Collection. And what we do is every episode we pick three or four sometimes, I guess, cartoons from the uh, set and we watch them for your enjoyment. Not necessarily for our enjoyment because sometimes the cartoons are really, really bad. But we have also found some gems in here. So, uh, yeah, we, we basically decide yeah. if they deserve to be remembered or if they deserve to be in the pinky, the whoa, the stinky poo hell that is bad cartoon hell. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know. You are good at improv. And also, I don't know that we always decide for sure whether or not cartoons are good or bad. I feel like a lot of the time we just end up being either ambivalent about it or disagreeing with each other, which is fine. We're no, allowed to do that. That's not true. That's not true. We do sometimes, though. We do. Sometimes, I mean, we, do sometimes, sometimes. we just Sometimes we just stare at a cartoon and we wonder, huh. But, 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 but I'm, that's, I wouldn't say that's necessarily the normal outcome. No, I would say, I would say majoritively we either like, hate, or neither like nor hate the cartoon in concordance with each other. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so how do we decide what cartoons to watch? Well, we have this little document that has every tune listed on it, and it's called The List. So, if you wouldn't mind, Alex, drum roll, please. Oh, motherfucker. Why is that? Hey, guess who we haven't seen in a while? Is it Wacky we and Packy? You got it! Wait, are oh, you boy. serious? Yeah. Wacky and Packy, it has been a minute. Since we've uh, seen 
those lads. Okay. We are going to watch Wacky and Packies in Wacky's Fractured Romance. Good. <laughs> Wacky and Packy, the absolute unit. The hack and lad. Wow. Our story begins back in dinosaur days when an earthquake turns rivers to foam. And a caveman named Wacky and his woolly mammoth Packy end up two million years from home. So I, I've come to the realization uh, with these cartoons, or specifically with Wacky and Packy, uh, that these, like, they're like 90% of the movement in any of these cartoons is an arm movement and a lip flap going up and down. That's yeah, it. The upper extremities. It like, is. Like, the, you never see a walk cycle. You. <laughs> You never see them actually like doing anything, any traveling that goes on. The most you might see is a character jumping somewhere. Because uh, you got to save money because you got to crank all these out for the children's television block. Yeah, well, yeah, you have to make them fast. And that's that's the reason cartoons often do that. And I feel I, like some people do it more tastefully than others. In this case, it it does look very cheap, actually. Look, 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 I, uh, I, I think, I think, I think in general, things like Hanna-Barbera get kind of a bum rap because they're, sure, there are some really badly animated Hanna-Barbera cartoons and there's a lot of really bad Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And period. they recycle a lot. Yes, but um, I will defend Scooby-Doo, Where Are You as a camp classic, period. I uh, like I like a lot of Hanna Barbera cartoons. Actually, I like the Snagglepuss cartoons. I like Snagglepuss is adorable. Hound. I like Huckleberry uh, Hound's good too. I like a lot of uh, those cartoons. Actually, I don't I I don't think that just because they were efficiently animated, <laughs> which is a, a very nice word for it. I don't think that makes them bad. I think that these ones are bad. This Wacky and Pecky cartoon and the other two that we've watched have all been uh, bad. They are they're lazy. They're, they're so incredibly lazy. lazy and not like like you you just talk about this from an animation standpoint. Like I can like I could forgive all that. I could forgive it if it's like just pictures of like stock motion images just bouncing around if the writing's good. And the writing's I, atrocious. I mean like uh <laughs> like the only thing that's worse animated in that we've watched on this show is Clutch Cargo. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's the only thing that's worsely animated than like Blackie and Packy. Except and even even Clutch Cargo had like uh like drawings of characters that implied emotion. <laughs> you know, I like mean, they were they like if they were just drawings, like if it if it was published as a comic, I wouldn't say that the characters looked stiff or unnatural at all, aside from I mean, their mouths and eyes, but like uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. like, it's it's so weird. You, you know what? This I had the thought, like, specifically when we got to the part where it's like, okay, well, just general premise. Uh, well, I don't know. I think we should go beat by beat. But, like, I just want to really quickly bring up this while I'm thinking about it. Is that uh, when they go to the wrestling ring, because they're at this, because there's cause shenanigans, they're at a wrestling ring. And uh, when they get there, like, there, there's a part where, like, just the wrestler is chasing around Wacky. 
and like rolls them like starts rolling around and stuff like that and then like all these other characters are just barely animating like the the pachyderm is like half a country away and watching and it's just casually puts his ears over his eyes so he can one couldn't see and i had Same. a fleeting thought i had a fleeting thought that this is the precursor to go animate <laughs> like this is <laughs> This is like the same quality animation you would see from something like that. It's 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 like there's there's more of a human element to it, but it's like basically the same level of like just stiff, awkward, slow moving animation. And so what you're saying is the final Wacky and Packy short we're gonna watch for this podcast is Wacky Gets Grounded. Exactly. That that's 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 exactly where it's gonna go. Um <sighs> Like, so God. this this uh the subject matter of this one is very uh, interesting for us to talk about. I think. Uh, I, unfortunately, I would I think that uh, for the remainder of this section of the podcast, uh, we're probably going to need to issue a content warning. Yeah. Uh, for for well, uh, what I would describe as uh, as. Um, maybe moderate transphobia. Uh, it's uh, it, it just it just it just gets to the edge of being hellaciously bad, and then it pulls back. Yeah. So like we we all expected uh, we all expected, or at least I know that me and Cirque expected, uh, and probably HT expected this cartoon to end with uh, the whole uh, trans panic trope. Uh, because what this cartoon is about. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should probably explain a bit what that we're talking about cuz like uh so basically there's a part basically the plot is that uh Wacky and Packy are hungry and for some reason they got convinced to go into a TV store. I I don't know. Some was, some dude noticed them interested in their is electronics because on the TV there was a picture of a steak and then they tried to eat the steak but Oh, silly, whacking and packy! It's a television. You can't eat a steak on a TV. And then the the pachyderm eats a uh, radio. And then the dude comes out and he's like, "Hey, come in and buy my stuff." And then they go in. And they he also eats like on vinyl records. He just starts eating vinyl records all of a sudden too. It's just it's weird. I don't know, but. Basically, what happens is just that uh, Wacky sees uh, on TV in the store uh, a wrestler, like, beating up another wrestler, and he's in love. Now, we were first joking to say, oh, he's gay. Like, he he finds this wrestler, and he finds the door. And I was thinking what was going to happen at that point. I was like, oh, no, he's just loving the concept of a place that lets you fight because he's a kid. I thought he was in love with the TV. And that oh, was yeah. that was my first thought, uh, but, but no, but, but, he was a uh, yeah, yeah. He, well, you go on because I <laughs> no, he like he he fell in love with a, a wrestler, and I'm trying to remember the wrestler's name. Horrible Herbie. Uh, horrible Herbie. And the reason he falls in love with this wrestler is because uh, is because he confuses the wrestler for uh, a woman, and not specifically any woman, but the type of woman that uh, that. Uh, he is used to from uh, caveman times, and the uh, and it's important. It's important context that if you haven't listened to our other episodes, Wacky and Packy is about uh, uh, 
a caveman and a uh, and uh, a woolly mammoth that accidentally end up in modern day. Uh, like in Theo, man, but for idiots. Yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of the the extremely problematic <laughs> setup for this cartoon. Is that uh, is yeah. that he he falls in love uh, with uh, he falls in love with a a cisgender man because he thinks he is a woman because um, this wrestler wears a bright golden wig. That's yes. a reference, actually, to a uh, wrestler known as Gorgeous George. He was sort of the first heel in wrestling. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the one thing in this cartoon that I got like a like where I was like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. So you and, and that the, the it was a joke. <laughs> the fortunate thing, if it's OK for me to spoil parts of the ending, the fortunate thing is this. This does not end. Uh, this does not end with the what would be the uh, the tragically obvious joke of uh of wacky uh, discovering that horrible was a her- horrible Herbie. Yeah. Was actually a man. It doesn't end with that. Uh, that's not. Yeah. The, that like, there's no scene where he gets like, he, there's no scene where he like gets super like upset by that. And then like maybe the wrestler beats him up over that yeah. or something like it's, there's nothing, nothing like that happening. Thank God for that. Uh, but it's still like one of those like tension moments. It's like it's like when like we get like a cartoon that's clearly gonna like it's like has the word Africa in it. Yeah. And we're just like waiting for that moment that just will make us cr- cringe, you know? Yeah. And and this this cartoon is basically unfortunate in every way from beginning to end. Uh, but just like to yeah. I guess to continue with the summary, uh, they go to the uh the stadium what where do where what do you call a building where wrestling the, matches regularly the weird occur? looking cave yes the punch the weird sport looking, pagoda the, yeah there, there you go the punch sport pagoda they go there i stole that and, from something <laughs> awful to be honest okay <laughs> that's fine uh and uh and wacky uh happens to look exactly the same as the uh wrestler that horrible herbie is supposed to be uh in combat with um, I can't and, even remember uh, this guy's name. That's he's, yeah, a, he's a caveman, dude. That's his gimmick. Neither do I. I regardless, it it uh, obviously ends up with uh, with both of them in the ring, and uh, I'm I don't remember exactly what happens here. I remember I think a wacky. Big, a big confusing ass action scene happens where uh, yeah. wacky gets curled up into a ball and then dribbled around the wrestling ring by. Uh, this uh horrible hurry guy and then uh the woolly mammoth jumps in and then i think pins the wrestler and then spray this is really weird sprays some yeah. sort of like mist on wacky to wake him up or something i don't, I don't know what the fuck is happening there i'm not sure what happened there the the weirdest the weirdest uh packy moment is yet to come though <laughs> He, he cries um, healing tears on Wacky to wake him up after he gets petrified. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very touching moment. The, tear, the tears hit, the tears hit magical moonbeams, uh, and that makes uh, Wacky and Packy able to listen to hear dolphins speak. So there you <laughs> go. It's it's actually quite gorgeous. Anyway, uh, I cried. Yes, uh, and your tears, your tears healed me. And uh, yes. they, uh, and so they. <laughs> 
Um, so uh, I, the horrible Herbie uh, runs away, I think, right? Yeah. Because because he's being beaten up, and he and by an he, elephant. Yes, by an, <laughs> by <laughs> which I do not believe is technically considered a win in wrestling if you're helped out by an I elephant. I don't. I don't. I. I don't think Brock Lesnar can just be trampled on by denizens of the zoo. Yeah, really. if, if two if two people if two people are wrestling and uh, like if if the Undertaker and Hulk Hogan are wrestling and and Hulk Hogan gets stepped on by an elephant, I don't think it's considered a win for the Undertaker. But that's how it happened. <laughs> that's to, how to it be, happened in this cartoon. To be fair, though, I wish Hulk Hogan was stepped on by an yeah, elephant. Yeah, yeah. Let's, oh, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If Broken Matt Hardy like, got his giraffe into the uh, ring, don't, don't lie to me and tell me that you wouldn't mark out. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, so, yeah, he just, he just runs away. And that's... Uh, and then... Uh, it ends wacky. And, uh, it, wacky is still in, in love with horrible Herbie. And there is a part where I, without so, knowing, so, I don't know why, but Packy okay. jumps like vertical, like Here, a flying here's what's leap. Going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just because I, no, I have an understanding of what's going on here. Sure. Um, so what happened is that the writer of this episode realized halfway or like right at the very end that like, they didn't have the iconic moment where Wacky and pa- where Packy jumps on top of Wacky, says a line from the Honeymoomers, and then <laughs> Packy goes, "What did I do?" Has that they been didn't in the have- previous two? Has that, that been was a in thing? A, yeah, yep, yep, yep. yep. Oh, I, I'm, I didn't pretty sure, I'm pretty so, sure so the Honeymoomers just- reference was, has been there. So he just does it. So he just does it every episode. And this time they were like, oh, shit. (laughs) 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 So I mean, basically. So, yeah, he he jumps. Have you seen remember in Pokemon when you use fly in combat? (laughs) It's kind of like that where like he he like like ascends his. If you teach like Pikachu fly or and then evolve into Raichu into Pokemon Stadium, you would just see a Raichu flying in the air. Just, just floating yeah, so there. Like, it, it looks like that, where like he he jumps off screen in like a perfect, like a perfect vertical leap, and then he falls in the next. He falls onto a uh, wacky immediately after, and that that, that is, was that was obviously the animator pushing the animation cell up and then onto the uh, yeah. It was very interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this one. Uh, okay, so, it's, bad. So, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Just it's real not quick, good. though. Just real quick, though. I want to talk about something because um, the reason why I missed why the uh, wacky and packy like wh- how they got into the actual stores because I looked up the director of this cartoon. Uh, his name is uh, Don Towsley. Now I had to make sure that I was getting the right Don Towsley because the first result for that is an American computer scientist uh, who is currently still alive and he is a distinguished prof- university professor in uh, the University of Massachusetts Armhest, Armhurst. Uh, so I cool. kind of wish it was him because that means that he he turned his life around. <laughs> Turn this life around. No, it's actually it's actually a little depressing because uh because this dude uh like the Wikipedia page for this guy, uh Don Towsley, the animator, 
uh, he like he he basically looks like he's been a he was a steady animator from like the 1930s. He worked with Disney a bunch of times. He worked on Disney uh, like Mickey Mouse cartoons in the 30s and he even worked on Fantasia and Pinocchio and Dumbo and Bambi uh, and <laughs> the Donald Duck classic Donald's Crime. Um. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh. Oh wait. He also did stuff on Donald's Dilemma, which is actually a generally really good one. Um. But anyways. Uh. And but like he he's he's got a quite a long career. He even worked on like How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh. He worked on some Hanna Barbera cartoons. Uh. He was like it's it's weird, but the thing is is that it's just it's it's sad because it's like. There's no information here about like who he was as a person. It's just literally a list of things he did stuff with. I uh, mean, did he do anything after this? Um, well, here's the thing. Uh he ended up doing uh he he did uh the uh Space Sentinels TV series. Uh and this last thing he worked on was Mickey Mouse Disco. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> Mickey Mouse Disco. Yeah. Um. You you know what? That's that's not so sad for me. You you're allowed to slum it like a, at least a few times in your life. That's cool of me. Um, and he was fair. obviously slumming though, it here. Though I will have to thank him for just helping me discover what is probably my, my who is which is now my animation white whale that I need to see. Uh, it's called the U.S. of Archie, which is a uh series that existed uh for a couple years it looks like and it's a where the the archie gang talk about american history where they play their ancestors who watched like stuff like uh george washington crossing the delaware and stuff like that and that is my kind of camp i need to see this (laughs) (laughs) um uh but anyways yeah it's it's a uh I don't know. It, I, I, I guess I can't really be too hard on the guy. Um, I just, I don't know. It just, it's, it seems like he did a lot of good stuff and I just kind of wish I knew a little bit more about him and Wikipedia doesn't seem to really care. <laughs> That's kind of sad to me. Um, but I get, I guess anyways. Uh, so I think we're all in agreement. Uh, this cartoon was bad. Yep. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Not a surprise, considering. Though I will say it's also hilarious because while Freddy Cat is listed on this guy's like, uh, like Wikipedia, uh, Wacky and Packy is nowhere in sight. <laughs> so even that was too much for him. It's like, oh, this is this is too embarrassing. We can't put this on his article. Maybe his grandkids um, edited out. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but. Anyways. Oh, um, he made that? Let's 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 fix that. So I looked up Mickey Mouse Disco and apparently it's actually an album. What? Uh, yeah, and it, it contains, I guess, disco remixes of songs like Zippity Doodah. Oh uh, it's a, it's a small world. Uh, <laughs> Chim Chim Cherie and uh <laughs> and a cover of Macho Man called Macho. <laughs> Called Macho Duck. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can see it. 
I can see it. This is this is my new favorite thing. Oh my god, I need this in my life. I'm, I'm very I'm very excited to listen to this I when this. we're done recording every day oh for the next week. <laughs> oh so. god. This is our this is our new theme song. Macho Duck yes. is our new theme song. Um but <laughs> uh God. Like I, I, I people people like talk about how Disney like how like they did all the remember when Disney did stuff that those like CDs where they basically made like weird like like pop versions of like classic Disney songs and in like the 2000s and people are like oh this is Michael Eisner ruining Disney legacy again and but then like I find ephemera like <laughs> Mickey Mouse disco <laughs> that existing <laughs> and it's like no this is kind of how disney's always operated sorry to break it to you guys <laughs> um but question is macho yes. duck better than disco duck uh, uh let's move on um, <laughs> it was it was also it, macho duck was also released on disney Eurobeat in 2000 <laughs> so i just like <laughs> i just want to like <laughs> Obviously, it has legs. It was a remix for that one. So I just uh, I'm I'm excited Less. to discover more about this. Let's Less. go ahead and watch another yes. cartoon. Yes. Yes. Let's let's head back onto the list. Drum roll, if you please. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so we are going to uh, we are going to watch a Max Fleischer cartoon. Um, oh. It's called "In My Merry Oldsmobile." There seems to be a lot of car ads in this list. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, there you go. Come away with me. First, I park my car. <laughs> then I fuck my car. <laughs> the, the, the Fletcher brothers need to take a cold shower. This, this is the is horniest like, cartoon I, we've seen in a while. It's like, <laughs> you, you really gotta appreciate uh, advertisement where they straight up, they don't like make anything subtextual. They just straight up say, have a good car, have our good car, and you will get to bang. Yeah, so like, it's like, <laughs> so th this like cartoon, this, this cartoon begins in an extremely like predatory manner where there's this woman who is... Yeah, like undressing it, it, in her home. Like it starts with like like multiple people wanting to watch a woman undress without her permission and having to like pull down no. her curtain and lock up her cuckoo clock because a cuckoo clock bird is is a pervert apparently. Like <laughs> a birdvert. Like and uh, a birdvert. And there's a, like a snidely whiplash man who's outside of her window, and I think he's the the villain. Uh, He's uh he's looking in on her as she takes off uh like ten or so sundresses like one at a time, 
and they're all beneath each other like a Matryoshka doll. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, then he straight up breaks into her house and yeah, knocks like, on a door it's... until the door breaks. <laughs> but but he is very polite because he does lock the well. I mean, he does lock the door. After he's made that a giant that hole didn't, in it. That didn't come off as polite to me. That came off as... <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. That's not polite <laughs> at all. So. That was awful. Uh, but, <laughs> like, like, I mean, just... Okay, so he's literally breaking into her house to do something not legal. Yeah, I'll well, put it breaking that way. breaking into the house is not legal to begin well, with. Well, even something yes. even more not legal. Yes. So <laughs> here's 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 the thing though. When he when he gets in, he starts serenading her. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, like 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 and well, he starts serenading her about how he has this car that she he wants her to go into, uh, and like his dentures fall out when he kisses her like arm or whatever. And then he offers her a giant candy cane that isn't a felon object guys, clearly. Uh, and that, he, that he, she literally bites in half after, <laughs> after not looking a metaphor, it, you guys, it is not after a metaphor. Licking it multiple times. <sighs> yep. God. And, uh, it's just, God, it's, it's, and, but and then, then, she, and then, then Cuphead comes to to her rescue. Well, well, and, well. To be fair, though, before that, though, yeah, uh, she does. She does oh, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. do she a lot back. to try to. She fights back, and uh, well, and the uh, one one of the better moments of the cartoon is when uh, she's like trying to throw objects at him, and like she picks up a teacup, but then a mouse that was hiding behind the teacup uh, go picks up the teacup from her, grabs her, and then says no, no, and. Hands her a giant vase. That instead. was pretty good. <laughs> that is a good. I like that. I like. Cat. I like that mouse. Um, that was a good mouse. That 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 mouse is a hero. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and she. So, this is the 1930s version of like an extremely sexualized character too. Um, yeah. Like she 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 undresses like with like a, like a million dresses. And then when she finally is at her basis state, uh, her way to doll herself up is that she gets a cage from a mouse trap, and, and makes it look like she has a giant Victorian buttocks. Yeah, yep. and like and she's wearing like she's wearing a dress that's like surprisingly revealing for the time period. I think, but I guess I wasn't alive back then, and I wouldn't know. Um, and, I would think uh, that this. I'd be shocked if this cartoon didn't like send shockwaves to some degree we haven't even got to the song racy. yet like <laughs> yeah like we like, we didn't get to the song yet but like but but like i i will say that there's, there's a there is one more really great moment in that so previously we learned that we, we talked about how the villain locked the door despite the fact that he put a huge hole in it uh and so the hero the little tiny hero dude comes in he looks like he looks like, like some some uh some kid on tumblr you, was like i'm gonna make human versions of the cuphead characters and yeah he, yeah he, he really does he really does look a lot like cuphead uh and he uh it's like uh, something uh, i think probably the funniest gag in the cartoon is where he reaches into the hole in the door uh to well, unlock well, he, the door so he can come in like he goes well, well what happens is that like he 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 goes <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he he tries going through the door and he like is jiggling with the handle and struggling with it. And then he he then eventually reaches inside to try to open it from the other side. But then he gives up on that and just breaks down the door. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's just the execution was pretty clever. I thought it was a good gag. Um, that was a good gag. That was also a really good one. Um, but then from here, it gets weird. Yeah. So they, <laughs> they escape into his automobile and they decide that they're going to break into a song. Some of which is just a text overlay on top of film. Uh, yeah, like, and it <laughs> contains such lines as "You can go as far as you want with me in my uh, like I'm something like that, right? Like, yeah, and, you can and go as most, far as you like most, with me in my married most, automobile. Yeah, the most provocative line I think was "She is the queen of my gas machine," which <laughs> I I don't think is okay to say <laughs> about anyone <laughs> <laughs> in public. It sounds like a, it she sounds could, like a fucking meatloaf uh, lyric. She could, she could, she could shift my stick. That's for sure. Um, I even feel like that actually sounds really painful. <laughs> Never mind about that. I, I even, I even feel like that's less crazy. <laughs> um, so um, they, uh, but like, yeah. But it's just it's it's like there's like a good solid minute and a half, which is just live action footage of what looks like a guy dressed up like Mr. Burns. And <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 no. What it is, it's uh that uh, uh what's his name? Uh, so from the Dover Boys and the Dover Boys cartoon, the main villain guy, uh, uh, Dirk Backslide. It's Dirk Backslide and that one. And yeah, they're, it's them. It's literally, they're dressed like that. <laughs> and uh, just so no bit of this cartoon isn't horny, uh, he goes in to re- kiss her and then she slaps him. Womp womp. And it's like, <laughs> like, and then we get back to the animation and then that's just more of the song. And there's some neat little visual gags, but it's still just, God. And then it ends with them getting married. And then as soon as they're married, oh, they're in a boxing ring. They're fighting each other. Heterosexuals. Am I right, guys? <laughs> we don't even love each other. Oh, we don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Though there is one scene where it's clearly they are f***ing behind an umbrella, yep. which is neat. Um, yep. Or at least he ties the f- her and then he gets beaten up or something but like it's it's pretty obvious what they're going for yeah this is a this is a surprisingly horny cartoon the Fletcher brothers <laughs> this is the whole they, they need to they need to take a, a quick jump in the lake i think one thing um, i'd like yeah. to point out with like the uh with like the mouths and stuff this was made in like 1931 so was this like experimenting with was this them experimenting a little bit maybe uh, I mean, the the Fleischers at this point would have been in the scene for a better part of a decade at this point. Um, yeah, but... It's probably... It, I don't know. It's it's animated differently from how they like would do Bay Boop and stuff. Well, I, I, I would say, though, that, like, uh, there are parts where there's close-ups of the woman where she is uh has a very like the way her mouth is animated looks very betty boopish so yeah i won't say that for sure like, like it, where where it, she doesn't have a chin she just has like her a, a mouth at the bottom of her head 
Yeah, basically. Yeah. And like it's 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 it definitely feels like a Fleischer cartoon. Some of the mouth stuff like things were weird, but like other than that, like it seemed pretty much what I could expect from them. Um it's it's just it's so horny and yeah. it's an it's an old it's an Oldsmobile commercial like it's straight up that and there's all oh, we, we forgot to mention that there's like before the song even happens there's this like hard sell about like there are people out there who didn't believe automobiles will re- would replace the horse and it's like it's just like this really like it it reminds me of like those anything that you would see on like a short before like a short before like an episode of mystery science theater 3000 where like it was like a commercial for like there's there's that really famous one hired that's before man stands of fate that that it definitely had that vibe to it at times um yeah i agree just just again this was way more horny than that though so um god uh I can't say I hated this cartoon just because I found it so int- so baffling and there are m- moments that are legitimately hilarious. But I will say that it's like kind of hilarious for some of the wrong reasons a lot of times too. Yeah, so, the, the jury's out for me on this one. Like there, there are things I like about it, but there's also like a lot of sexist things. Oh yeah, that no, this, this, this one is extremely <laughs> misogynistic. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's misogynistic. And like, it also does a lot of really creepy things at the beginning in yes. regards to like people looking, ogling women. And like, it's just like right off the gates. Yeah. And I know it's technically, and well, yeah. And I, well, one of them is in fact the villain. The other one was in fact supposed to be protagonist. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, the really, protagonist the, who mind only... you was also in the house at the time. Like how yeah. how did he get in there? <laughs> he also had to break I... in, right? And he, he didn't he clearly didn't break in because he discovered there was trouble. He was in the house when he dis- when he found out trouble was occurring. <laughs> yeah, like was he also so... just going to be there and then he realized that the woman that he watches undress on like, like this is his weekend trip this is what he does he just goes to this house breaks it and like watches her undress and then they're just open just so happened to be a guy in there this time and so he decided to step in God, really no it's like <laughs> really uh, the it, only the only one free of sin in this cartoon is the mouse and everyone else is going to hell especially you yes. for watching this cartoon you are yes. in fact going to hell now sorry right but we'll be there <laughs> I will keep you company. Our first ever live episode. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead Holy and find another cartoon. <laughs> I think you mean dead episode. Dead episode, yeah. Um, I was going to correct um, myself. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> let's go ahead and. Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and go back to the list. Alex, drum roll, if you please. All right. Is it clutch cargo? Uh, nope. Thank God, we just barely missed that. Um, we are going to watch a Terry tomb. Ah. And this one's called uh, Billy Mouse's 
Akwakade. What? A K W A K A D E. I. A K W A K A D E. Aquacade. Aquacade. If I search the word Aquacade, the first thing that comes up is this cartoon. So it's a word they made. Well, up. <laughs> okay, fair it's, enough. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and just watch it then. All right. So, uh, three cartoons in a row, we got horny boys here in the sense that, well, I mean, okay, not horny boys in the sense that like, but it does, this one definitely does start very horny and that um, is a bunch yeah, of women. I, nice so. doing. Like, I, I feel like it was trying to invoke, uh, like, 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 a, a synchronized swimming group. So well, it starts, yeah. with, it starts with mice well, and swimwear. Well, <laughs> Well, yeah, and like revealing swimwear in the sense of of that era, which yeah, is yeah, definitely. you know not a one piece, but yeah. they had lipstick on, so you know that they're sexy. Um, but like, here, here's the thing. Um, I looked up because uh, this title is like Aquacade, and it's spelled weird. I looked up the word Aquacade because like, and then the actual spelling of it, which was A Q U A C A D. Um, okay. And C A D E rather, and what an aquacade is is just basically a, uh, it's just a display of like stuff like synchronized swimming and diving and all that kind of stuff. There's an MST three, uh, MST three K short that is uh, based off of that. Actually, no, it's not an MST three K one. It's a Riff Tracks one. Um, so that's all that is. It's just it, the 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 first conceit of this cartoon is that it's about uh, just mice. Doing aquacade stuff like diving and synchronized swimming and all that kind of stuff. Here's a question: mm-hmm. Which one of them was Billy Mouse, though? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, like it's I don't know. It's it's just. In it's fact, I would say weird. I would say the protagonist of this cartoon, or the two protagonists of this cartoon, were not mice at all. <laughs> In fact, no, no, they were. Uh, the, it was Figaro and not. I don't know. Let's see, yeah, it was like a, it, he looked like a he looked like a combination of Dodger from Oliver and Company and uh, Pluto. Very surprisingly, a cat and a dog working together in this cartoon, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, this Mass is hysteria. It's an extreme. Yeah, <laughs> cats and dogs living together. Um, Mass hysteria. Yeah, the. Yeah, the, that is that is actually the most fun thing about this cartoon is that uh, is that the cat and dog are like they are compatriots, they are partners in crime, uh, um, and I like them. I like them very, very much. They, they, they are par- uh, they they are partners in crime because they want to eat the mice. Um, uh, yes, until the end, but we'll get to that. Um, so the so. It is about mice running a secret aquacade, I guess is the word for it, in the bathtub of a house. And the bubbles created by said aquacade are floating into the living room and popping on uh, above the cat and the dog's heads. And they each think the other person is responsible for the noise. So they start fighting each other until they discover that something is afoot. 
Uh, and then. Well, what, I, no? I, I, I want to just I just want to yes. mention real quick that before we get to that, there's like a good three or so minutes of just my like really. Yeah, my antics of like Aquacade my antics and like. Yeah, but I thought they were boring. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> exactly. They're incredibly boring. It takes a long time <laughs> to get to the actual thing that matters, which is this cat and dog. Yeah. Um, and oh God, like it's. I think I the know, most like, enjoyment we got out of that was when uh, one of the mice like threw a plugged in electric uh, oh, shaver yeah. into the bathtub, yes. which is yes, this is a very bad idea. They, they yeah, which is the worst razor. idea. Oh my they use God. an electric razor as a as a jet ski. They're trying to invoke a jet ski, which maybe animators take consideration into uh, into what children might be curious to try when <laughs> I thought <laughs> when when you when you have like an electric razor and you make it appear as if if you turn one on in a bathtub, it will fly around like a jet ski. Probably not a, a great. Great thing to do. Um, like it's, it's, it's so. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was clever when they decided to put a plugged in toaster in there to make it like a sauna or something. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was clever. Oh, no, because no. it'll get all steamy and stuff. It's good. Children try and then, it. And then, they, and, and then they put the, the plugged in hair dryer in there so they could make bubbles in it. And it was just great. It was great. It was so, it tried yeah, to help kids. Don't. Yeah. So this is this cartoon is. It starts out in dangerous territory, and uh, and so the the cat and the dog, what do they do next? What happens after this? Uh, I think. They, well, there's, uh, there's, the, basically, yeah, the cat yeah. and dog basically like take turns for like trying to catch the mice, basically. And the one that I the one that's notable to me was just it was a weird inverse of what normally happens, which is that the dog's mouth is like the cat like pries the dog's mouth open and puts a stick in it and puts a piece of cheese in it uh, to attract a mouse, the mouse into it. And then like, you know, so like when like the mouse, he ties like a string to the uh, stick. So then like when the mouse goes into the mouth to get the cheese, he's going to close the mouth and then uh, eat the mouse. But then it's like, it's just weird. I know that there are dogs bred to hunt mice and then who knows maybe they're trying to evoke mm-hmm. that with that specific dog i know that but at the same time it's just weird in a cartoon setting to do that when you already have a cat you know like i, I don't know it's yeah, okay. actually, that's actually something that i really like about this cartoon is that usually yeah. but if there's a cat and a dog in a cartoon the dog is usually sort of portrayed as being like the more masculine one. And I didn't get that impression from this cartoon at all. <laughs> as I, Casey said, when we were watching it, the no, dog is no, the bottom. Okay. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I said that in confidence. I'll have, you know, but it's true. Uh, and uh, maybe, we should, maybe we should cut that. <laughs> you don't have to. That's fine. Um, so the, uh, let's see. Uh, so the, <laughs> so the cat and the dog, oh yeah, they're like, just, just like, you know, antics of them chasing the mice and not being successful. There's one very strange one where they like, uh, I think it's the cat. It ends up like between two, uh, yeah, like two the cat. wooden, yeah, like there's like two wooden planks in the floor that keep opening up and the mice shoot bullets out. And like when I saw it, my thought was like, "Is this trying to invoke like World War One trench warfare?" <laughs> like that's because <laughs> that's a Seriously? little grim. Wait, is that where you're buying it? 
Yeah, well, like, I thought they were trying to, like, yeah, I thought they were trying to invoke that. Like, I thought that's what the imagery was supposed to intend. <laughs> like, just shit, a little Casey. bit. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm weird. It seemed a so, bit... <laughs> just explain yourself real quick. <laughs> they're, they're mice in trenches, and they're shooting. <laughs> I mean... Like, on op- they're on opposite sides. They're not shooting at each other, I guess. But I mean, that's that's well. Clear, clearly, clearly, I don't. What I don't think clearly. Clearly, what they're trying to evoke is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> seen Wonder Woman yet. It's the best scene in the movie, and okay. it made me cry just yeah. because it was so cool to see. But no, yes. I don't. I don't think they were trying to invoke trench warfare. Uh, it seemed like that was a thought that I had, though. Um, and uh, all I really remember aside from that is the ending, where. They oh yeah 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 they get well, a vacuum the dog gets a vacuum right and uh we, yeah the dog gets a vacuum and he starts sucking up all the mice which is like wow that's actually really effective it was weird yeah. to see a, a scheme like this be effective <laughs> of actually catching all the mice yeah and uh, and all the water <laughs> they, well, they and all the water that's true. another thing you can do kids vacuum the water um well I mean to be fair little Lulu did the exact same thing yeah it's true. <laughs> Um, but then like, uh, yeah, so like they, they suck up the mice in the water and all that kind of stuff. And then the, the vacuum short, like wire shorts and it becomes a fuse. So the cat and dog just hide while the, uh, while the, then the vacuum explodes and turns into a, well, he turns into a rocket, then explodes in the air. And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting a cartoon where all the mice die, but then, oh, no, turns out they're all in bubbles. And Terry Toons is, uh, Terry Toons is the one where they'll have a character for one episode and then just, uh, just abandon them forever, right? Yeah, basically. Like, they, that's maybe they were kind to the chase there. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like, <laughs> like, it, it is called Billy Mouse's, uh, like, Billy knows this Aquacade. Like, what is who the f is Billy Mouse? There is only one character that sort of like took prominence amount mice in this, and that wasn't like just a recolor of all the other mice, and that was the uh, that was the Tarzan looking diver dude. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think that was supposed to be Billy Mouse. Where is he? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Like, I look up Billy Mouse, and. Well, I, okay, so I found a couple things. One, the only thing that has Billy Mouse, uh, like a sh- cartoon, is the Aquacade cartoon. There's no other cartoons that star Billy Mouse. Where is uh, he? The only other thing is I found a book. Just, like, it looks like a, um, that's like, uh, that's called Billy Mouse. Which has a mouse that has a red jacket in it and little pants, which is adorable and I love it. And maybe it's supposed to be an adaptation of that, but I don't think so because Billy's not a very uncommon name. So I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's happening here. Like, yeah. why are they doing this? I wonder if Billy um, Mouse was the mice in the beginning who was riding the jet ski, the like the one who was like, like the water skiing one. <laughs> This is a, this is our next fucking prompt. Draw who, is, who Billy who is Mouse. Billy is. Mouse. Send us Billy, Billy Mouse. Billy Mouse is John Galt. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Billy, oh no, I Billy ruined Mouse's this X Games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's spelled like E X then G A Y M E S. Well, that's just games, as in gay. Which okay, I support gay mice. So sure. Um, I I support all radical gay mice. I'm gonna put yes. that on the record. Me too. Radical gay um, space communism mice. That's where I'm at. <laughs> um, all right. So this cartoon, this is weird. Like we had three. Well, okay, other than Wacky Packy, which we all unanimously said was terrible, these last two cartoons we can't really necessarily hate, but they're also not necessarily good. What? I thought those cartoons what? were good. I mean, they're good. Well, they're good. They're just got actually, actually, actually. The 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 second one was not good, but we enjoyed it a lot, and the third one. Was good. There you go. There you go. My opinion is obviously true and the correct one. I I'm king. The, the jury is still out for me on the middle one, but I I think that in order they were uh bad, better, and best. Yes, I would agree with that. I guess, I guess. I don't know. I just... The horrifying misogyny was a downer. Well, okay, yeah. The horrifying misogyny, yes. But there was some sort of, like, for me, like, seeing something that shockingly blatant... Yeah, that was was the good part. That was was more interesting and entertaining for me than just boring mice antics. (laughs) So, I don't know. Um... I much have a weird kind of relic that could not be done today than just boring. That's well, I liked I liked the I liked the cat and the dog though. Yeah, like the cat and the dog. So were like, fun. Like the they, they were, were they were I I feel like they were the best part of all three cartoons we watched today. Yeah, but other than maybe like the vacuum cleaner, every gag they had. Oh no, it wasn't funny. Like it was we very, didn't we didn't it, laugh at all. <laughs> it wasn't funny. It was like something so. you would see in like any other like Tom and Jerry whatever kind of stuff that was coming from that era. So like I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, I agree. I don't know. So I'm just gonna put my arms up in the air and just say I don't know. Sure. So, um, okay. So now that we got that out of the way, uh. Let's go on to the prompt. Um, so uh, before we go to the um, most recent prompt, uh, well, first off, I want to go ahead and just uh, um, mention what we do here. Uh, we basically, uh, every week, we have a little prompt that we give out to our audience for them to respond. They send us an either an email or they tweet at us at Toontown Public, and the email is uh, ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. Um, and... Uh, yeah, just uh, basically, if you want to respond to an older prompt, you can absolutely do so, and we'll read it on air. And speaking of such, uh, we do have someone who wrote in, um, a very special someone, actually, who wrote in. Uh, we got a letter from none other than Mark. Uh, now, if you don't know who Mark is, uh, Mark is someone who uh, I plugged really early on with their podcast, Mostly Kobolds. Uh, and, uh, they are cool people. I've known them for a good, 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 good long time. Um, and yes, uh, they, they decided to write in, uh, to, uh, Backlog, because they've been slowly breaking through our archive, uh, 
So yeah, I finally had the time. So here we go. Uh, hey, Casey. Oh, sorry. Hey, HT, Casey, and Cirque. Uh, yeah. I'm currently slowly but surely working my through, way through the podcast backlog, which means I'm finally catching up with the last few months of Toontown Public Works. Thanks for mentioning me in my podcast in an early episode, by the way. It made me feel very guilty that I had not take, I'd taken so long to hear it. Nah, dude, um, it's fine. Okay. It's all right, yeah. yeah. It's fine. Um, regardless, uh, this is probably an excellent opportunity to give answers for a couple old, old prompts. Uh, I was considering saving until I caught up entirely and then give a list of answers for every prompt you've ever given with no context as to what any of the questions were, but I suspected that nobody would find this funny but me, and I already answered at least one of these prompts last year. Um, so instead, I'll give you a detailed responses for one of the prompts I missed uh, that had an interesting answer. Um, my favorite voice actor was Long John Baldry. Uh, oh, I know him. Bal- yeah, uh, he didn't do that that much with voice acting well. In fact, he's most notable for being a 1960s English blues singer. Um, however, he was the voice of Dr. Robotnik in uh, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, where his uh, glorious scenery-chewing performance basically steals the entire show. Um, now, he gives a trigger warning here for suicide, so just keep that in mind, so you can skip forward a little bit if you need to. Um, just like 30 seconds, probably. Um, but, uh, but aside from his brilliant performance, he's also noted for having saved the life of his friend and his colleague, Elton John. Uh, in 1967, Elton was closeted, a closeted gay man engaged being married with a woman and uh, led to a period of depression and attempted suicide. Luckily, he was prevented from doing so by lyricist uh, Bernie Taupon alongside uh, John Baldry, who talked him down from his attempt. Baldry, who had been openly gay at the time when it was still illegal in the UK, convinced Elton to break off his engagement and helped him be more comfortable with his own sexuality. Um... So uh, he had the voice. He was the voice of Doctor Robotnik and Complex from uh, Bucky O'Hare. Um, so he had, if he had not been there, we not had been tri- we would deprive the songs from the Lion King alongside countless other important and iconic works of art. Um, so that's incredible. I did not know any of this. Same, and that is crap. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, and oh, uh, he also wrote. Uh, but speaking of both music and Bucky O'Hare, I can't believe nobody nom- nominated the theme tune to Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Warriors as their favorite cartoon theme tune. Uh, it is one of the most over-the-top and bombastic introductions to any cartoon ever, and it basically demands the viewers' immediate attention, which the show eventually did not get as it was canceled after one season. Uh, the best, oops, uh, the best end credits theme is the one from The Raccoons, though, which is literally just a great '80s pop song. I love that uh, song anyways, so much. <laughs> anyways, it's nice to catch up. I better get back to listening to 15 days worth of old podcasts I need to get through. Mark. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you so much for writing in. Yeah, dude. Thank yeah. you so much. It was really appreciated. Uh, and it's cool to hear from you. Yeah, it's it was actually that's that's a really uh cool fact. I did not know any of that. And uh, I will also say that uh uh, I know a bit about Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Warriors just because I listened to another podcast called Cancel Too Soon, uh, which is a really good one. It's all about people watch these uh, two critics who watch cartoon, uh, not cartoons, they watch uh, TV shows that are canceled after just one season to see whether or not it was canceled too soon. And this was like their first cartoon they covered. And this cartoon, from what it sounds like, is really, really, really weird and strangely conservative for the era. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to go too much in detail, but uh, yeah, it's weird, and you should look it up. And if nothing else, you should listen to that episode of Cancel Too Soon because it's a good, it's a good cartoon, uh, podcast rather. Um, 
anyways. But yeah, uh, thank so you, thank Mark. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got an answer from, uh, let's see. How do they want to know this? Oh, Lee. So Lee wrote in um, to answer our previous prompt, which was, uh, what is uh, your, uh, what is the most influential uh, figure in animation? Uh, or something like that. Something like that. So basically, who in the animation industry do you find inspiring, basically? And uh, let's go. Hi, y'all. My name is Lee, and my pronouns are they, them. Oh, thank you for letting us know. Okay. Um, uh, I hope I didn't misgender you when I was introducing this. I apologize I mean, if I did. I'm sorry. I mean, if you, if, I mean, you can re-record this. I guess so, but, you know, I hope I did it. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, I've been listening to your show for a while, but I've been too shy to answer any prompts. Uh, my answer to episode 25's prompt, Titmounts, Inc., um, there isn't a specific animator from this studio that I like the most, the, although I do super love Alison Craig's rough animations and pretty much everything she works on because they are usually somehow fluid but also snappy. Uh, generally, though, Titmouseek was a huge inspiration for me. I also love drawing and I also love the cartoons, but I didn't really watch uh, want to be an animator until I watched uh, Motor City. It was basically a combination of everything I loved at the time. Gorillas-esque character design, uh, neon grunge aesthetics, and wild dynamic animation. Uh, I am still learning the fundamentals of animation, but as far as uh, inspirations go, the Titmouse Inc. style is my animation's goal. Um, now, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Titmouse is actually pretty rad. Um, I, if I, I, I might be entirely wrong here, but I believe they were the people who produced Moral Oral. I believe. Unless I'm completely off the mark there. I don't know. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Oh man, they did the Black Diamond cartoon. I didn't know that. That was a good one. Yeah, Titmouse did a lot of really cool stuff. Um, also, they uh, they also wrote in and said some really nice things, which I'm gonna pass over to the crew. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's really good. I'm happy to hear that uh, you know people like our show, and they actually gave us an iTunes review, which is also oh. really really helpful. Oh, oh thank you so much. Uh, speaking of iTunes review, really quick though, I just want to mention that there was one iTunes review that uh, was just a three star one, and it was actually some really helpful constructive criticism about like our mic quality and all that kind of stuff. And I just want to say that uh, I actually do encourage that. Like, yes. you don't have to be super duper nice to us. Like, you can totally give us a three star review saying our audio quality is garbage if it's garbage, and it is something we are working on definitely. I have actually um, taken steps tonight to fix that. I, I hope it worked. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just, yeah, I, yeah. if you want to give us a review, you can give it whatever rating you like. Uh, you know, obviously don't be a jerk. That that Don't be a jerk because that's rude, you know? Like, but uh, if you if you liked us or if you have something you want to say that, you know, you kind of wish you heard from us, then do it. We, we would like to see your criticisms, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, you can even shoot us an email if the, if it's something you want to keep private or something. You can do that. Please, Absolutely. please tell please tell us how to make this podcast better because this is we want to put out the best possible work for you. Exactly. We we don't want people to feel isolated or feel like that they can't listen in because of one reason or another. So just yeah, let us know. All right. So on to our actual prompt for this week. Um, our prompt was, uh, what is your favorite song from a cartoon? And we're not talking about theme songs. We've actually already done theme songs before. So we're just talking about songs that actually were in 
an animated work, whether it be a show tune as musical or even like just background music. So, uh, yep, we actually got quite a bit of responses. We actually were pretty dead there for a bit. And then at the very last second, like a bunch of people wrote in. So which is super appreciated. Thank you so much. Uh, Of course. Absolutely. So uh, let's go ahead and let's get in there. So uh, once again, Mycroft wrote in, who has written pretty much every episode for the last, like, good, like at least five or ten episodes. Good Lord. So thank you, Mycroft. Um, uh, so Mycroft says, uh, hey, doofuses, uh, when I saw the prompt, I immediately pop, uh, when I saw the prompt, immediately popping into my mind was, when there's a whip, there is a way. <laughs> From Rankin Bassett's Return of the King. It's probably not oh, something so I would good. submit if I had a good long while to think about it, but it is, but this is more fun. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard it. Oh, it's good. Okay. Okay, so uh for those who do not know, uh before Peter Jackson basically made Lord of the Rings into a household name, uh well I mean it, and Lord of the Rings has been kind of popular, but I, I wouldn't say it was necessarily like the pop culture juggernaut until old uh Pito Jackson comes in. Did you um, just call him Pio Jackson? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Yeah, maybe uh, not. Uh <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that was bad or not. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah. But there were these uh, shorts by Rankin... Well, not shorts, but these uh, animated movies uh, by Rankin Bass. Uh, one was actually done by... I want to say one was Ralph Bashke. Uh, yeah. And that was... Yeah, the first one was Ralph Bashke, and that was a combination of Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, and The Two Towers into one movie. Um, and uh, it's... It's okay. It's it's not bad, and it's definitely very, very of its era. Uh, there's a lot of really weird bits of non-animation that goes on. It's not rotoscoping like people say it is, but it is just like... I could have sworn. It's weird. I mean, I think I think some of the actual animation of the characters is, but like the... Aragorn weird... looks weird as hell in it. That's all I know. Yeah. Uh, but then when they couldn't get Rankin-Bass to come back... Uh, for the final thing where they did one for uh, uh, Return of the King. Yeah, yeah, Ralph Bashy going back for the Return of the King. Rankin Bass basically did their own thing and they made it into a musical. And there's a song that the Orc Army sings, which is When There's a Whip, There's a Way. And it's just them talking about how, you know, corporal punishment gets results. And it's a very... It's, no. it's it's a catchy song. It's a catchy <laughs> song. I will give it that. That's about it. <laughs> and it is a villain song, I will say, because it is sung by the orcs, but still. Um, <laughs> so thank you, Mycroft. Uh, that is a really interesting choice, and I'm not insulting you with that, because that a, is actually a song that I would not have thought of. But It's a so thank inspired you choice of what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. So thank you. Yeah, thank you um, so much. Uh, we got one, uh, message, uh, from, uh, Elijah, uh, who wrote in and, uh, they wrote in just a pretty simple answer. Um, they said, uh, in terms of movies, uh, Streets of Gold from Oliver and Company, uh, in terms of TV, Here I Go Again from the Raccoons, even though I barely watched the show. Um, I am not familiar with the raccoons much at all. Surprise, surprise, considering the, I think that was more of a Canadian thing, and therefore I completely missed that zeitgeist. Yeah, it um, was a, it was Canadian. It was a Canadian thing. 
yeah, so I mean, I, I have no idea. Like, I I didn't watch it. And I'll be honest, I tried watching a couple episodes. I don't know. The designs are weird to me. Were you put off really... by the snoots? Yes, the snoots. It's the bent snoot. I do not like that snoot. You're very snoot particular about your raccoons, buddy. It didn't... It's a very interesting uh, choice. The weird... I mean... Noses. Yeah. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that picky when it comes to raccoons, but like, I don't want a bent snoot. <laughs> I don't like it. It looks weird. Uh, but anyways, uh, but yeah. And then when it comes to Oliver Company, I haven't seen that movie in a decade, maybe, it's maybe longer. A long, long time. When I saw Oliver so, Company, I didn't even know that Billy Joel was a thing. Yeah, same. Um, honestly, the only song I remember from Oliver and Company is the the one at the very beginning. Like, why should I, why worry? Should I worry? That's the one everyone remembers. Why should I care? Like, that's the only thing I really remember from that Man, movie. I would be up for watching that movie again with you guys. No, I, I think I think Yeah, that if we ever watching. decide to watch something that isn't basically a punishment to ourselves, <laughs> then maybe maybe we'll watch Oliver and Company. Maybe we'll watch the dog and cats. The dog and cat who sing. That is a that cute is home cat, though. It is a cute cat. That is for sure. Um. So thank you, Elijah. Thank um, you. Oh, I, I I really quickly I just want to make a quick little on air correction here. Uh. So uh, uh. Last episode, uh, we did read a prompt uh that was submitted by uh, a uh A J uh Kaslewski. Uh, and we mispronounced his name. He doesn't mind, uh, but he gave me a pronunciation. So, wow, I really butchered that word. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. I just want to do a quick on-air correction. So, <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we got a bunch of responses on Twitter. Um, now, generally speaking, uh, I'm when you do these prompts, we do now have that little hashtag, the Toontown prompt. Uh, ha- hashtag to help you know keep everything in order uh but you know it, I, some people didn't put it in there i'm still going to read them out because i i was able to see them but just in the future just keep that in mind um so it's a thing that basically will guarantee that we will see them yeah like if if if, if you don't hear your prompt and you didn't put that hashtag that's what's that's what that's what's going on here so feel free to resubmit um, though if uh you didn't if we didn't read it, though. Yeah, absolutely. Just because we didn't see it doesn't mean that we don't want to hear from you. Just, you know, maybe send us an email. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. So uh, we got a response from uh, Sapphire Jack. Um, oh, hey. I know, that, I know that fellow. Hello. Uh, and they responded with uh, Charlotte's song, uh, Mother Earth and Father Time from uh, Charlotte's Web. The 1973 film. So. Uh, that's the song that uh, Charlotte sings right before she, uh, spoilers, dies. <laughs> it has been a very, very long time since I have seen that movie. I know that's a, that's that an extremely heartfelt song at the end there, though. Yeah, it's it's that is a really good movie. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I do, I do think that movie is cute in a lot of the right ways, uh, and. Yeah, and uh, also, <laughs> good lord, Templeton really it created some monsters. Well, not monsters. That's mean, but you know what I mean, if you know what I'm saying. 
I do. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, then you know exactly what I, you, you, yeah. And if you don't know what I'm saying, you don't need to worry about it. So, <laughs> um, uh, we also got a response from, uh, well, thank you, Sapphire, of course. Thanks, Sapphire. Uh, so, so, uh, we got another response from, uh, Dr. B, uh, and, uh, they said, uh, love like you from Steven Universe. It's a calming, lovely song that makes my heart swell each time I hear it. Um, I actually really, really agree. Cause that song, like, uh, gosh, when I first, when I, cause like the, the when they revealed that song, it was piecemeal. Like it was at the end credits for like, uh, over a season, like they did one chunk of it. So when they finally released the full version of that song, I listened to it and like, um, I really relate to that song because it's basically the, basically it's about someone who found someone that they are, that, that, that is like someone that is a better person than them. And all they want to do is just to feel like, feel like that, that you are important to that, like that they are important to that person that like they're trying to improve to be you know, they know that they haven't been good in the past. They're trying to be a better person. Uh, and they know that there's no way they could, they, they feel like there's no way they could be as good as them, but they want to at least be able to feel like they can love like them. And it is a gorgeous, tragic song that I, uh, I feel like that at times in my life, I really felt like that. So. There are lots of, uh, there are lots of great songs in the Steven Universe catalog. Yep. Yes, a lot of them. So hold uh, on to that. Thank you very much. Thank um, you. We got a response from Martin, um, which. Uh, so thank you very much for that, Martin. Uh, and Martin responded with "I to I" from a Goofy movie is the best Michael Jackson song. Michael Jackson never recorded, and that is a fact. Oh man, that's a real good choice. That is a really, really good choice because uh, a little side story here. Uh, so Cirque and I went to Disney World uh, last year uh, for my birthday. Uh, and w w one of the things I wanted to shoot around is that I wanted to like record a bunch of footage when I was there, just about different things going on. And I was going to make like a video where me and Cirque were like kind of like a music video kind of thing where I was like, with that song there, because I was super obsessed with that song at the time. <laughs> um, I ended up not doing it, though, because I ended up being really sick <laughs> during the entire trip. So I kind of just wanted to do the bare minimum of enjoying myself when I was there. Um, dude, dude, it didn't seem like you were sick. It seemed like you were having like a huge blast. Dude, I was taking cold medicine oh, like, yeah. left and right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Sorry. Yeah, I'm. I, I am amazed that I did not also get you sick. I, I like. I do not know how that happened. I'm small enough that the germs can't get into me. <laughs> that explains uh, everything. But yeah, that that is a great song. And yes, thank you very much. And uh, just so uh, you know, I'd be remiss to uh, not mention this. Uh, that song was also the subject of, uh, one of Griffin's wonderful things and the podcast wonderful, uh, just a little bit ago. So it's a good song. Uh, it's a good song. It's a good song. Well used in that movie too. Very. Uh, 
so we got a response from uh I ate cherry pie. Uh Hey, so, hey Cherry. Yeah. Hey Cherry. Uh so uh thank you for well obviously thank you for writing in Martin. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. I, I keep on forgetting I keep on forgetting to say thank you. I'm sorry. Um if if I don't say thank you, then just implied there is a silent thank you in there. <laughs> um but yeah, uh so we got a response from uh Pai, and they said, uh Steve the Egg from Dave the Barbarian. Uh unlike many cartoon songs, this one comes out of nowhere at the very end of the episode, and it's nothing and it has nothing to do with it. It is funny, catchy, uh, and somehow fits the series. It does not take itself very seriously and is a joy to listen to. Uh you know, I um I I remember watching Dave the Barbarian when I was because uh, th- that was like w- the one Disney show that I actually watched during that era because everything else was pretty bad, honestly. What um, even else was on? Um, like that was like the Hannah Montana era, I think. Uh, okay, so it was mostly just live action stuff. Largely live action, the few cartoons that were there weren't very interesting. That one was probably the best one they had on air, or at least the funniest. I don't know what else they had at the time, I guess. Uh, it is. It, it was funny, and it's good. And I, I actually haven't seen it in a long time, so I, I can't 100% say for sure if it's still funny, but uh, uh, yeah, I definitely I did it. somehow doubt it. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I really do. But uh, it, I enjoyed it as a kid. Um, and... That's a good response because I think that I that uh, I do think that there was a there was an irreverence to that show that possibly might have made that good. So I don't know. I'm sorry. I probably feel I don't have a problem with something condescending. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but thank you, Cherry. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we got a response from Willow uh, who responded with uh U.S. Capitals from Animaniacs. Oh, uh, yes. God. That's a good choice. That is a really good choice. Uh, and, like, uh, there's, you, you, if you look up any, like, if you look up, like, how Rob Paulson, like, performs, well, no, well, that's the U.S. Cap, that's, that's actually the country song he does that. Though, if, just as a sidebar, uh, Rob Paulson with the country song, uh, he can still do that <laughs> without looking at anything, and it's crazy. Well, they they actually they actually Animaniacs uh, does tour with like local. Uh, I don't know what they still do, but they, they I know that they toured with local orchestras, and they would do like Animaniacs live, where they would put the they would put like the songs, like the animations from the songs, on a big screen, and they would just uh, they would just perform them live with microphones oh, and they did got, that, that for a long time blast. yeah like I, I, they, I wanted to see that 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 was near my town uh a while back but i ended up not going yeah there was a there was a major campaign to try and get that to come to salt lake city i don't think they were ever successful but maybe they will be in the future who knows <laughs> uh either way yeah yeah it was just it's it's it, it just like there was footage of like Rubbles at conventions just singing that song mm-hmm. without having to look at anything. And it's like, how do you hold that in there, dude? How do you do that? Um, he's, but, yeah, he's, figured, he's figured out the magic, uh, the magic thing that you have to do to clear out the stuff that you don't need that still gets stuck in your head like forever. 
Like he's completely forgot his phone number as a kid, but he now knows like every country from like 1990s era, like fair trade. Yeah. Um, God. Uh, well, thank you, Willow. I know that we ended up talking to the thing that wasn't yours. That song. I just, no, uh, I, I can't think of any, that's a fair response. I mean, that's fair, but no, no, I'm not saying it's a f- bad response. I'm saying that I didn't know what to say about the U.S. Capitol because I didn't have any trivia for that I, one. No. I think that one was, uh, I think that might have been a wacko one. I don't remember yeah. entirely. Yeah, it was a wacko one, and I have no trivia for the wacko voice actor. The Animaniac so. songs in general were super good, and it's really cool that they are still able to do them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next response. Let's go. Okay. Thank you all. So Dex. Dex the Dragon writes in. Thank you, Dex. Uh, they said, um, it's not an original song written for the cartoon, but the Tiny Toons music video episodes kicked off a long, long whoa, a long love for uh, they might be giants' work, and I still think of that episode whenever I hear Particle Man. Oh, I, uh, I think I kind of know about that one. I, I had, know uh, what I had considered I had considered actually saying those for mine as well. Yeah, those are those are uh, that 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 was my first exposure to the, they might be giants. Yeah, that was my earliest down. exposure as well, and that's that I've carried that with me for my for oh geez, that probably like four fifths of my life now. <laughs> So, yeah, wow. So, yeah. Uh, and, and they also did a second tweet that said, for original songs, I've always had a soft spot for the ones from the Garfield specials. I only remember the theme song from the Garfield show. Uh, you know, I can't think of them myself, but I do remember Garfield Friends as being actually funny. <laughs> Funnier than the actual cartoon. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked Garfield and Friends a lot when I was growing up. I think part of it is because it was available. Uh, it was available on uh, on like PBS or something, wasn't it? Like uh, the, it was it was a cartoon that you didn't have to have cable for. Uh, um, something like that. Yeah, I don't recall. I do remember liking it though, and I, I just don't remember any uh, any of the songs from it, <laughs> unfortunately, aside from the theme. Yeah. Um, hmm. so yeah, that was all we got from our audience. So, uh, how about let's go and, uh, I'll be honest. I'm actually kind of shocked that not very many people actually did like movie songs. Yeah, there was, there was (laughs) one movie song I kind of expected to hear, but didn't, I won't say it in case it's one of yours. Right. Uh, Well, let's just, it was let it go, wasn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> let it go. Let it go. No. It was, you know, no. I'll, 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 say, it. I'll, I'll say it afterwards yeah. if no one says it. I just there was okay. one I expected. <laughs> you you okay. two go first. I have I have answers out the ass this time. Okay, so Casey, you go first. Um, I'm going to say the Franz Kafka song from Home Movies. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know that one. That's really good. That's a really yeah. good choice. Um, and uh, my actual first exposure to this song was not from watching home movies. It was actually from uh, so there's a there's a compilation album that one of my favorite record labels, Father Daughter Records, puts out. 
where what they do, it's called faux real, F-A-U-X-R-E-A-L. And what they do is they, uh, they get a bunch of artists together and they have to cover a song by a, a band that only exists in fiction. Uh, and Sharpless did a cover of the Franz Kafka song on that album. Uh, and oh you should Holy- definitely check that out because it's it super, YouTube? super good. Holy song uh, is on YouTube. It's on YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so, so yeah, that's, uh, the, the Franz Kafka song from home movies, I think is, uh, is a really fun, uh, like three act song <laughs> and it's a great fit for that show too. Uh, it's so yeah. Franz Kafka, Franz Kafka. I, my favorite line is, uh, I have little tiny bug feet. I don't really know what bugs eat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just about it's about Franz Kafka metamorphosis specifically. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's mine. There's so many things that I could say here, um, and just I, say I'm them all. going to. But the thing is, though, is that I'm going to say things, and then that's what I'm getting like. Do. Well, I'm going to say things, but then once I'm done with the recording, I'll be like, "Oh shoot, I should have said this." Or I should have said that, or I should have mentioned this song, or whatever. And then I, there's going to be because there's a lot of really good things. Like honestly, most of my intake for music, because I'm not much of a music listener, it 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 comes from things I watch or things I play. You know, like soundtracks from those and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, like yeah, like I don't know. Um, first off. Well, first off, I'm going to just say the the uh, one that I'm going to think of is just of a score, because we actually haven't really talked much about scores, is um, goddamn the main theme for Inside Out just really encapsulate the feel of that movie so well. It and does. It's actually a, and it's 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 a song like it gives me chills when I hear that sometimes, like, like especially on the first song, it was just such a perfect encapsulation of that movie and it really set the mood especially like it, it like uh oh god it was uh god, that's that's a really good one um of course i <sighs> i am still really into try everything from zootopia fight me that's fight fine that's no that's fair <laughs> um uh i mean persepolis Persopolis, rather, has a uh, really beautiful sound- soundtrack. Uh, golly. I, I like. I mean, I could just say, like, I really like this song from Steven Universe, and basically I'll say, yeah, that is absolutely correct. You know, I, I, I'm just going to buckle down and say one and just commit to something. That's what I did. Um, I'm just going to buckle down and commit to one thing, and that one is... Here comes a thought from uh, Steven Universe. That song is incredible. Um, it is a song all about mindfulness like and meditation uh, in a way that actually really explains why meditation is so good and how to, it even kind of tells you a little bit how to meditate when you do that too. And it really does help out. Like I, there's a period in my life where I desperately needed to meditate uh, in order to like, cause like I was just in a really bad place in my mind. Um, spoilers. It was after the election, just saying. Um, 
and spoilers uh, it already that happened well, ages ago <laughs> well i'm not Spo- saying spoilers i'm not saying spoilers for spoilers to like, the upcoming th- ht biopic <laughs> spoilers for this scene. thing that that has completely shaped uh global politics for the last two years spoilers yeah um, no it's okay but, go ahead and finish no, like, sorry but basically just like I needed to meditate. Like that was like the thing, like I couldn't afford seeing a therapist at the time. And even if I did the therapist that I was seeing at the before then, um, I don't know. They just were really, they, I don't know. It's, it, I'm not going to disparage it. Cause actually like they were actually really helpful. And I still technically see them for things just not for therapy. Um, uh, but like, like I needed something to help me not, be overwhelmed by my negative feelings and so i took a meditation and i learned the principles of meditation uh and it's helped me out so much uh and seeing a song that just purpose perfect like perfectly encapsulates that and in fact you could meditate to i've actually have meditated to here comes a thought and it is it's gorgeous i i think that's a great great song so thank you steven university and again i am once again bringing up like I, this is the second episode in a row where i said something related to steven universe was my favorite thing about cartoon something so there you go i am predictable it's either zootopia or, it's either zootopia or steven universe it's one of the it's one or the other <laughs> man the problem with that episode is when i saw it i really couldn't get into it because like uh I had family over and they were just like watching the TV and they were like, like the kid was like, oh, let's watch Steven Universe. And like, I, my other family member was like, oh, have you watched Steven Universe? And he's like, no, let's just watch it. And like, I was like, no, you haven't seen it. It's not that kind of show. You can't just jump in. And yeah, I basically had to deal with them being confused the whole way through and not really getting it. Oh, that's always sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think I broke down laughing when they were like, why are they singing? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, I'm sorry about that experience you had. Yeah, that's, that's a bummer. So, uh, screw the format. I'm just going to list a bunch of stuff because it's, it's my podcast. You're stuck here listening to me. Okay. Unless they shut it off. That's true. And then not subscribe. <laughs> All because you didn't follow your own rules. Cirque's <laughs> okay. favorite You're is... You're that smart guy? Cirque's favorite is Macho Duck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick, just before we get started, we did actually find we, Macho Duck. We listened to during it. The, <laughs> we listened to it, and oh my god, that it's is... glorious. It's It's... These two knuckleheads seem to love it. I despise it. Oh no, it's it's terrible. But like, also, uh, it's uh, it's also great. (laughs) It's I mean, it's it definitely has a catch, but like, literally, the Donald Duck in that in that like thing, like in that song, it's literally just the Disco Duck song, like voice. It's literally just a Disco (laughs) Duck voice, like because the thing about Disco Duck that always pissed me off is it's supposed to be like this really great Donald Duck impression. It's like, no, he doesn't sound like Donald Duck. He sounds like some asshole with like ear pockets and is just making. Hey, everyone, I'm Donald Duck. But I just love, but I, I just love, I just love the idea of like one of the gayest disco songs in history, like being about Donald Duck. 
Well, I mean, we all know <laughs> that like, we all know that Donald Duck is an important <laughs> queer figure, so I'm not yeah, going to disparage no. it. Except for so. except for in uh, except for in the three caballeros, apparently. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he could be. I don't know. It's not really I mean, explicitly he, stated. I mean, that is a, that is a very Corey Mooney movie, and you know, at the very least, he could be also Corey for the three caballeros, the other two, and he should be. Anyway, and sir, he should be absolutely. <laughs> okay, so for personal reasons, that I'm not going to get into. There's Let Go from Frozen because okay. character wise. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry, I made fun of it. No, oh it's all God, good. I'm not sorry. only is it a really good song, I got characters that. It's sort of embodies, so. Right, right. Okay, so second, I guess uh, a lot of the songs from Cats Don't Dance are really, really good and very Shit, enjoyable. That's one I should have mentioned. God damn it. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. And then I also, guess. Also, I should note real quick. Sorry, sorry, sorry to keep interrupting you, but uh, it's implied that my answer was also every single Disney villain song and villain song in general, because even the really bad ones are at least campy enough to be worthwhile so anyways go ahead so do, that, uh, do cats dance cirque yes they do okay all right just wanted to just wanted to see if that's the case anyway go ahead <laughs> on that note uh like i think the last like sung song from uh gravity falls that's gonna get weird is a really really good disney villain song okay there's uh i'm not sure if this Cheats are if this counts as cheating or not, but does the saying who framed Roger Rabbit's like a instrumental score like does that count? Yeah, that yeah, counts. we we decided scores count. Okay, so Alan Silvestri in that he just has this really like sweeping, like very jazzy sort of like a big band style. Like I'm not even sure I'm using the correct terms, but. It's it's a very like nostalgic theme that really fits the movie. It's noir. It's, it's very mm-hmm. noir. It's yeah, very, very it's good. very it's got that very like uh it's got that very wistful nostalgic like feeling to it in certain points that really really gets to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in general, like a lot of the musical choices in that, like the Toontown theme. Toontown theme's really, really good in that one. Well, I mean, obviously the best song in Roger Rabbit's Merry Go Round Broke Down. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember that. This is, that's a fun scene. It is. No, that is a great scene. It legitimately is. I was just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's and the only we... song I could actually. Well, there's also the song Jessica Rabbit does, which apparently does it for straight people. Um, so. There's a, I really like the when when Donald the Duck and Daffy Duck are playing the piano and the dueling pianos. That's one of my favorite scenes in that movie, if not my very favorite. Oh yeah, that is that is great. Um, there's the, I love the little behind the scenes detail that there was like they basically the agreement for them to be on the same side, like on the same screen at the exact same time, is that they, neither character could spend more time than the other one on screen. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure. I'm pretty sure this, like, down. I'm pretty sure down to the frame even. Yeah, like, uh, and then they, I, th- I think it's the same for Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse. Uh, yep. Like I was, my friend, my friend Charlie Tin, who listens to the podcast, uh, was telling me, like he reminded me that, uh, like on as we were driving to Reno, he reminded me that uh, that uh, that there was th- like Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse basically enter the frame at the exact same time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, in that movie, you know, uh, and mm-hmm. they're on screen for like the exact same length. 
Like there's so much like there's so much trivia about that movie that we could go into, but I'm going to save that. We're not a Roger Rabbit's fan cast. Yeah, we could be. Once though. again, could do it for a special episode. Yeah, and nobody said the one <laughs> that I thought we were going to hear. Well, Given actually, I got Casey. I got one more left from a uh, Steven Universe. Okay, it's not. Okay. It's not from Steven. That's not it. Then. Okay. But go ahead. So there's this one episode that they were hyping as the musical, the uh, musical episode called Mr. Greg that I kind of ended up like being sort of let down by. But there's this one song in it that uh, one of the main characters, Pearl, sings. It's called It's Over and it is it's fantastic. It's like super heart wrenching and really, really good. It's it's a gay heartbreak song. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. It's. Oh my god! If you like, sick, if you about... seen uh the the VA for her singing it live, it's she does a fantastic job. You can tell she really it's, it's... gets into it because she like messes up some of the words and like has to quickly like switch, switch uh switch them out. Right. She she's feeling it, and that that comes through in the show itself too. She she gives a super good performance. It's it's an incredible performance, an incredible song that makes me cry every time. So there you go. Okay, so Casey, what was given given the nature of our audience? I was sure someone was going to say actually two. I was sure someone was going to say either Toxic Love from uh, (laughs) from Burn Gully or the song that plays in Ludmilda's Dragon Transformation (laughs) scene in Bartok the Magnificent. Well, I mean, I mean, people are focused on other things during that. I mean. It is implicit by our audience that that might be something that someone in our audience likes. I'm yep. just saying. Or but, in our uh, podcast of Monks Dust, maybe, but not necessarily. Excuse me. Excuse me. I mean, well, I feel attacked. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's our podcast. So let's do the bumper. Yep. Hey, nothing, nothing to see here. So thank you for listening to the Toontown Public Works. Um, so uh, We uh, are a prompt, right? Oh, yes. Right. Let's yes. do a prompt. Prompt, 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 prompt. Um, so uh, what was your favorite cartoon from the 90s? Remember the 90s. Remember the only true 90s kids remember. No, well, I mean, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I am actually a 90s kid, and I do remember a lot of them. And some of them actually do hold up. So, you know. I love, I love this that. I love this prompt because I think everyone already knows the answer because I've said it multiple times already during well, the course of the show. It's okay, though. It's okay. I'm excited to say it again. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just go ahead and send us that uh, tweet. Uh, when we when when this episode comes out, there'll be a tweet accompanying accompanying it. Get some water. Uh, Do a clear accompanying. Throat. That's a hard word. Accompanying it. Accompanying. Uh, accompanying. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and make sure that if you tweet it out, you put in that hashtag. Um, Toontown Prompt. Yes, Toontown Prompt. And our Twitter is Toontown Public. Uh, and if you want to email it, it's more likely that we'll, it's better chance of us seeing it. Now be, uh, 
Toontown Public Works at gmail.com. You can also send any previous prompts that you have done that, or whether we have offered in the past on there. So, yeah, go ahead, including asking us a question. So that's totally on the table. Um, so, well, we'd like to thank, as we're closing our show, as always, Alex for Alex and Aki for Aki, because the both of you, we could not do this show without you. And we really, really appreciate your work on this stuff. The both of you. Yes. Yeah. Of course. So thank Alex for Alex and thank Aki for Aki. I think our first, I honestly think that our first, if we ever do merch sometime, uh, the first thing we need to do is just uh, get like, I don't know, a shirt or like some armbands that just say T-A-F-A, uh, T-A-F-A for uh, maybe I know. Thank Alex for Alex. I don't know. I realized I realized later on that thank Alex for Alex was something that I had sort of commandeered from my brother, my brother and me. And I had forgotten about. <laughs> oh, whoops. Yeah. Thank Wait, Travis. What? Thank Travis for Travis. And they have a pin called that in their merch store. <laughs> so I well, no, I mean, like I, 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 I thought I came up with it and I wasn't even thinking of that. at the Maybe. time. Maybe I don't remember. Like, Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We're Doesn't matter. good. We didn't steal anything. I'm not going We're to. We're good podcasters. I, I have no plans on stopping. So, yes. So thank you. Um, hey so guys, you can also find us. Guys, this is yes. a good time to talk about my next major podcast, Magnificent. <laughs> and then there's going to be my uh, my uh, podcast about uh, weird things in medical history called. Uh, Suture skin. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Keep going. Uh, Keep going. We have a fr- we have stuff uh, to say. Uh, Keep uh, going. Uh, then then there's then there, then there's gonna be the news podcast I do with my friend Trent, uh, called uh, uh, article like uh, fads like them. What about <laughs> schmedicit? <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Anyway, I think we I think this well has to run dry. Let's go ahead and we do we do actually HT, you do have something to plug though, right? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um, but you know, keep an eye on. Um so uh you can find us on our website. Uh that is Toontown Public Works at uh well, ToontownPublicWorks.com. And uh-huh. what is our Patreon again? Oh, uh, our Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash TTPW. Perfect. Um, and if you want to go to our website or check the show, you can check the show notes on our website and watch the cartoons that we posted. Uh, or you can get our show notes from uh, from basically any podcatcher or RSS feed reader. Uh, I don't know the extent to which those typically allow YouTube embedding or even will display YouTube links. So I recommend going to the website if you want to watch along. Right. Um, well, real quick, my, my headset's actually about to die. So a couple things. Uh, first off, uh, if you join our Patreon, thank you very much. It's going to help us support us a lot. Um, and our most recent thing we did is we watch it. We have a, like a podcast where you watch bad cartoons. Uh, when we do that, uh, we... Uh, we watch our cartoons, so you have to say something nice about them. So, most recent one we watched was Alpha and Omega, which is a really, really bad movie. But we say some things <laughs> nice about it. We try. Somehow. We, we try. try. We really do. We honestly try. Um, oh and you can also... 
you'll also be able to vote uh, on our poll uh, about whatever our next one is. Then it's going to be between a bunch of straight-to-DVD Disney sequels uh, that are bad. Um, vote for an extremely goofy movie. I really want to see that one again. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Leave us a review on iTunes. We've already kind of mentioned that earlier, but yeah. But we just want to reiterate because it's super helpful. Not just for like constructive criticism and stuff. Like just reviews in general help us stay like visible on iTunes and stuff. Yeah, it, it helps with their algorithm of jiggers, and that makes us more seen so yes um the blessed hateable algorithms that's i think that's about it is yep, it just about yep. it now now right, we got so. we got plugs hg you got one right wait what no i think i thought i think he has a plug for another episode someday okay all right i'm no, not sure fine. yeah no I'm not. I'm not plugging anything right now. Like I said, I'm waiting. Uh, there's still a lot of thumbs in the air, so you're just gonna have to wait and hear from it, fellas. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're in the episode. So, uh, I'm HK the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sir the cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works, and these tunes have been archived. <laughs> 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 